Hi everyone and welcome to another episode from Setting the Tone. Um, today is more of a rally cry. Um, if you want to know more about it, stick around because we're going to be discussing hashtag let the music play coming right next on Setting the Tone. Hi everyone and thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Um, this is something that really means a lot to me and I think, you know, not just me but pretty much everyone in the industry right now as of today, whether you're um, someone like me that does podcasts um, from the house, uh, whether you're someone that works for a magazine company, whether you're a promoter at a local venue or whether or not you're a big promoter or a big artist working on the biggest stages of them all. The fact is, as of today, hashtag let the music play, hashtag music venue trust is trending. It's time. It's a rally cry. I can't stress this enough. The bottom line is, here's, here's the information. Today, the music industry unites to do what it does best, and that's to make noise. Pushing the UK government to acknowledge that social, culture and economical importance of live music and grassroots venues in the UK and in and as the industry is on its knees it's in need of the government support now i appreciate me saying that the music industry is in need of government support the bottom line is who isn't in need of the government support right now we're in a we're in a global pandemic unfortunately and i honestly don't know if we're making progress or not making progress at one stage i felt we were as you know as flaky as the government's advice was to put it politely i was kind of on board with it and then things happen we all know about um, you know, someone taking a trip to go and, you know, visit his parents or whatever that was, going buy some milk, whatever his story was, it all fell apart. And the truth is, it's fine for the government, it's fine for certain people in the world because they'll always be comfortable, they'll always, you know, have money, they'll always be fine, you know, whether they, whether they enjoy music, whether or not they enjoy sports or whatever it is, they'll always be fine because... They're comfortable, they're wealthy, and that's fine. But to a lot of folk, and i.e. this relates to pretty much most of the music industry, they won't be fine. Because a lot of these guys and girls work solely on when there's work available. And what I mean by that is for a lot of people, they work when bands and artists and different music events are on. You know, some of them are roadies that means they go and set up the stages make the show happen some of them are promoters they promote a show when there's something to promote and if there's nothing to promote then they can't promote um you know but there's so many different levels you know i could be here all day talking about the different levels um live music last year to the economy contributed four billion to the uk economy let that sink in a bit the uk economy benefited benefited from four billion from the music industry live music that's incredible and supported 200,000 employees 50% of which are now facing unemployment and uncertainty of their future but yet there's still no clear plans from the government to ensure that this industry the industry survival we don't want there to be no normal venue closure no not venue closures um and we certainly don't want there to be any collapse of music festivals but the truth of the matter is guys that's where we're at you know um Let's make no mistake, I don't think anyone's safe, you know, whether you're at, you work for the London O2, which is the big, you know, the, the dome, you know, where a lot of arena shows take place. I don't think, I don't, it, for me, it doesn't matter if you're on that level or if you're at a club level, no one is safe. The truth of the matter is, and I, I don't care what anyone says about this, but the number one lifeline to the music industry is 
the local underground scene. And what I mean by that is grassroots music levels. That will be your local pub that some of you often go to and, and thank you, you support it. And they put music on, whether that's covers bands or originals bands. You know, that might be a band that have come all the way from Manchester to play to you down somewhere in London or South on a Tuesday night to maybe 50 people, if you're lucky. Um, or if they're lucky, shall I say. Um, the bottom line is without those venues, and they are probably going to be the most at risk out of any of these places in terms of venues, at risk of closure will be them. You know, I hope that the big venues like Alexandra Palace, uh, Birmingham Resort World, uh, Manchester Evening News, Glasgow Hydro Arena, I think it is. I hope the big arenas, I hope Wembley Foot, you know, Wembley Stadium and Wembley Arena and all these big names are going to be around and survive. I'm sure they will, but a lot of the local venues won't and the staff won't. And this is where we need the government to step in more so than ever. We need there to be a clear plan of what's happening. And I do appreciate, you know, without trying to sound too much on the Tory side here, you know, reality is there's so many people now from different parts of life and different industries that are putting up their hands and saying we need help and i get that so being real you know for me personally i'm not speaking on everyone here but being realistic the government trying to dip into their pots and dish it out everywhere is going to be a tough task having said that this is the same government that said if we left the eu now admittedly i know we haven't been left the eu if, if we really have left the eu it doesn't feel like we have for a short space of time, there'd be so much money. So, where is that money? Um, I certainly haven't seen it. What annoys me more than anything, and I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to pick on HS2. Now, I don't mean to be rude or political about this, but the bottom line is HS2, in my eyes, is not needed. Why is it not needed? Well, it's a waste of money. Why is it a waste of money? And why is it not needed? Well, we've got perfectly good rail systems, right? You know, we've had railway systems in this country for hundreds and hundreds of years. Some are not in use anymore. Some are derelict if you like um some you know many are many need upgrading the bottom line is also a lot of the train operators and i appreciate this is not necessarily government operated this is private here don't even public service doesn't run on time as it is so why introduce another network and i appreciate this might be private that doesn't function it will just be a high cost ticket for those that want to get to from manchester to london in what two hours whatever it is let's start let's stop Let's stop these BS projects and start putting the money where it really matters, you know, into uh, people's livelihoods, whether that be in the music scene or whether that be the building industry, whether that tattoo industry. Hey, that's a slightly different topic. But my point is there's money that's been wasted. You know, if the government trying to say there's no money, they, the government has money when the government wants money. Do you know what I mean? So I'm going to read out some facts because um, I don't want to waffle on too much. Fact one, the core live music industry stands to lose 900 million if it remains closed for the rest of 2020. Now, I don't think that's rocket science for anyone. If there's nothing going on, no money can be brought in because you can't sell things and you can't bring people through the door. That's a scary fact. How does that impact everyone? Well, if you don't necessarily think, if you don't necessarily think about the music industry, and a lot of people don't, and that's cool, you know, a lot of people just go to a concert and enjoy the concert and are not too fussed about entertaining themselves with all the logistics going behind the scenes, concerts won't happen for you. That's, that's a fact. And if they do happen, are they going to happen few and far between? Are they going to be at venues that are going to probably take you maybe longer to get to? Or is the prices going to be increased? You know, whether that be the ticket price or whether that be, I don't know, food and beer in, in the venue increase, you know? Fact two, 
the UK's home to the most popular arenas in the world, yet they are set to lose 235 million worth of ticket sales and 5 million visitors due to COVID-19. I think this is a given, guys, in fairness to this fact that without no music events, no events in general, um, there is there is no money and visitors are not going to come, you know. Let's, let's not be kind of blinkered in the respect that only, and I don't, I'm not trying to sound too particular here, but we, it's not just people that live in this country that go to music events. Um, there's people from all over the world that come to England for music events because they're fans of music. Now, I had one band in particular I followed religiously. I was up and down this country like a yo-yo, side to side of this country, and they had a lot of attention from female fans because of the lead singer. Um, from places like Spain, France, Germany, Holland, Finland, um, you know, all over. So people do travel through a band or an artist, and that's fine. That's absolutely cool. That's just dedication. Fact three, the core live music industry generates 1.1 billion to the economy and impacts other parts of the economy, including tourism, to the tune of 4.5 million billion. Sorry. I think this links nicely into fact two that I just mentioned about the five million visitors. Well, yeah, um, it will play a huge impact on tourism. Let's take Glastonbury for an example. Right? Glastonbury is the biggest and baddest music festival on the face of this planet. Now, personally, I'm not necessarily all for Glastonbury. There's a lot of music on there that is not my taste, and that's cool. And I think one cool thing about Glastonbury that I will beat, beat the drum for is... Glastonbury is very diverse. You know, you could easily go to Glastonbury and you will find something for you, including myself. Now, I'm purely into my rock, metal, uh, alternative scene, but I guarantee if I went to Glastonbury, even I would find something for me. So the the, the, the interesting thing about this this fact here about um, tourism and 4.5 billion, if you consider that many people are going to come from around the world to these big festivals in the UK and they're going to support local businesses whether that be hotels using taxis using buses going to the sh the corner shop um whatever it is they're going to be bringing money into the country and they might even not just be here for the music festival they might even have a holiday where they go to london or other touristy parts and do touristy things that brings money in it pumps money in around around the country musicians and on average, an income of 23k, well below the national average. This is under under further threat due to the cancellation of live music venues. Uh, performances represent significant sources of income for musicians, composers, and songwriters. Yeah, I, I can firmly believe it. Um, I've got a lot of my friends that uh, are in bands. They, I've got one band, uh, set of mates that are in a, a, a what I'd consider a successful band in respect of they're able to tour the country. And they're able to stay afloat and fund the band themselves. Don't get me wrong; they're not they're not riding around in limos, um, you know. They haven't got sixty acres worth of mansion, but they do okay. Um, the bottom line is, I I don't know many musicians or artists that solely dedicate their Monday to Friday, if you like, or seven days a week, purely to music without having to do something on the side. Uh, that's that's a fact but without no music venues to play to that's just gonna shall i say expose the fact of their income even more you know how little um if the uk government does not provide this is fact number five for you if the uk government does not provide timely and well targeted support to the music sector the industry will lose core physical infrastructure as well as talented and technical skills which will be impossible to replace 
if you know should we return to events after COVID nineteen. I laugh a little bit because the t- the words if the government provides timely advice. Look, let's be honest. When have we ever known any government, whether it be this government, the last government, or the government before, to do anything in a timely manner? The bottom line is, people in power, most of them, only look after number one. However, this, you know, cut, I'll cut them a bit of slack here. Yeah, the truth is that if nothing's done, there's a lot of people I know that are very skilled, very talented. Not necessarily because they can play guitar or sing or play an instrument. But they, they do stuff with their hands, you know, they, they can build guitars, they can replace amps, um, they can build stage setups, whether that be putting lights in the sky, you know, for you to go to concerts or whatever. You know, if there's no music scene, there's no one, no no artists, no musicians, then those jobs go, those skills go. And the truth of the matter is it's like anything, isn't it? You know it's in your day-to-day life. If you do something repetitively, you're good at it. You know, let's, let's take playing guitar. If you play guitar seven days a week and you've done that for 15, 20 years of your life, you would like to think you're very good at that. If all of a sudden that skill was switched off, you probably will lose your ability that you once had. That's a fact. Okay. Fact number six for you. 90% of grassroots music venues are under threat of closure. We're supporting the music venue. Um, trust calls for a further 50 million cash injection to ensure vital parts of the music industry do not go out of business. Yeah, look, th- this one's really passionate to me, and and the reason why is most of my most of my um, Fridays, Saturdays, or whatever before COVID was spent going to local music venues. I've I live in Northamptonshire, so I've got a few around. So I've got the Kimberley, which people in Northampton and people outside Northampton may know. It's a, a rock bikers bar. Uh, and then I've got the Crawford Lounge, which is 30 minutes down the road in Milton Keynes. Now, a lot of people will know that place. It's, it's really done really... The guy there, Jason Hall, has done a magnificent job, uh, along with his team, Paul, and the other guys there, of bringing top-notch bands in for people to love, uh, to watch. You know, go and watch and have a good time. Um, a few weeks ago, Trust Musical... Uh, mu- yes, Trust Musicals, um, did a, a, a bit of a campaign... And where when we were kind of sort of I can't remember how many weeks around COVID we were into COVID because it feels like it's gone on forever. But we were we were pointing we were a pointing COVID and to support local music venues and and whatnot. They were setting up campaigns to go and fund these venues and these venues all took different approaches. Some were selling prints, some were selling T-shirts, but they were selling their own merchandise effectively to raise income to keep afloat and which i found absolutely heartbreaking that they had to do and some of those places such as crawford Lounge and bedford Squires, fair play to them have they, they they beat their target they top their target and they've been able to sustain opening you know they, they've kept they're able to keep staff on admittedly i haven't spoke to these the guys that run these venues and seen how how much of a struggle it is but i guarantee it still is a struggle um because they're not able to even have business and they're not necessarily just music venues that put on things they're, they're pubs you know, so, yeah, it's really tough. Um, fact seven, music plays an important role to the economy. UK concert goes spent almost double on live music events than those in France and Italy combined. Yeah, this is this is a, a perfect example of my life. Uh, like I said, I follow the band, uh, that unfortunately no longer together, up and down this country on many occasions, left, up and down, left, right. I spent money um, with my friends on tickets. We also collected a lot of their CDs and vinyls, so whenever they put something out, we would we'd collect that and we'd go to as many concerts when they played this UK as possible. They were from Finland. They came over a fair bit, to be fair, and we'd you know pump as much money as, as and when we could. Um, and I appreciate that's probably the same for a lot of people. I've got one friend that's got a couple of favourite bands, and bless his heart, he literally tours this country 
that that is a shadow and i think that goes i think that does go a little bit missed you know that there's a lot of dedicated music fans in this country whether it be for rock pop hip-hop dance whatever that go and support their their favorite artists and they do it really well i think that's something that we sh we're really good at in this country for, as music fans um the uk is host to the world's biggest and most famous greenfield festival glastonbury i mentioned glastonbury earlier guys with the economy scenario um, and the world's most successful ticket venue, the O2. Again, I mentioned the O2, the Millennium Dome, as I still refer to it. Um, every year, almost 30 million, music fa 30 million music fans attend thousands of festivals, arenas, concert halls, and grassroots venues. Yeah, you know, I think that links into my previous facts that people who dedicate, they go to shows and do what they can. Um, fact 10. Live music events have a profound impact on local economies. Glastonbury generates 100 million a year for local businesses and charities. Ed Sheeran's 2019 gigs at Charity Park generated 9 million for Ipswich. Yeah, this goes back to what I was saying a few minutes ago, doesn't it? You know, I was talking about when tourists come over and boost the economy and people do things like boost the economy. This is a prime example, you know, when people come and support these festivals or events from all over, it brings in income and supports the economy. You know, without these events of, you know, all sizes, that's not going to happen, you know, it's a fact, you know. Uh, fact 11, the government's job retention scheme has provided short-term relief to many live music businesses and employees, yet plans to wind down the scheme risk putting livelihoods at risk without further support. I want to be really careful about this one. And the reason I want to be careful is because whilst I appreciate people need help and there's still many people out there that will need help, there's no denying, let's be honest and real here, guys. Let's not, let's not beat around the bush because this is what I do. I, I will speak the fact and the truth, whether it's light or not. There are companies in this country that have used the furlough scheme to their advantage. They have milked it when they probably didn't need to. And that, unfortunately, happens in this country. People use and abuse schemes, whether that be the doll, child benefit, or whatever. That's, that is a fact. When it comes to the music scene, I appreciate those guys are still going to need some sort of backing you know furlough being that scheme when it ends which i understand why it will end because if i'm honest i don't think there's enough in the pot anymore to keep going which is quite scary so i do appreciate that a lot of people a lot of the smaller venues are going to be worrying and, and i understand that i am um, i don't know what the answer is being honest with you guys about that whether or not we extend it or whether or not you know we you know put more men put more money in the truth is at some point i'm going to be honest again the further scheme to a lot of you sounds great and it is great you know but the government are going to want that money back now does that come again from us raising taxes the truth behind raising taxes is fantastic in one way because the government get the money back but are you in your local in your daily job going to be paid an increase to cover those taxes no you're not because everyone's gone through a pandemic and still going through a pandemic so companies are not necessarily going to increase their wages they're going to look to be recovering so if i'm honest and this is going to sound doom and gloom when i'm trying to talk about positivity and boost and like a rally cry i could see another recession <laughs> you know coming um hopefully not uh what have we got fact 12 an estimated 30 to 50 percent of the live music industry's workforce face unemployment leading to a catastrophic loss of skills yeah, I mentioned that again, didn't I, earlier, you know, with people who've got skills, whether that be putting up lighting, um, sound techs, building uh, fins, whether that be building props or signs or whatever that is, or fixing guitar amps, you know, if there's nothing to fix or build, 
loss of skills again. Now, you know, that's a very similar fact earlier. Fact 13, music festivals support 85,000 jobs, but with the entire summer council, many are currently facing collapse with 59% redundancies expected across the sector without further support. Again, it's natural. It's its own sample, isn't it? If there's nothing coming into the country, no events are happening because of a pandemic during the summer, people are going to lose their jobs, unfortunately. Um, fact 14, according to Media Insight, consulting the live music industry and spend associated with events added a 4.5 billion to the economy in 2019 and supported 210,000 jobs across the country. Yeah, I can well believe it. There's many events that go on in this country. You, I don't know how many music festivals there are, but there seems to be a new music festival pops up each year and, and thank greatly so that happens. People are giving it a go and, and fair play. Um, so I can believe that fully. Live music, fact 15, live music needs VAT relief on future ticket sales. It would save the live music industry up to 300 million each year and help in its recovery. Yeah, I, again, I mentioned VAT is a great idea, reduction it, but even if it's a small percent, I hope it helps. My my point to all this, guys, is quite simply, it's it's time for Boris Johnson, and I'm speaking to you directly, Boris, you probably don't care about me, you probably won't hear me, you probably don't give a shit about any of this. Um... It's time for the government to stand up and be counted. You know, there's. I appreciate there's a pandemic. I appreciate there's many, many uncertainties. There's many things going on. Um, but it's time. It's time to you know support local music, local music venues, local businesses. It's time to support the music industry. The facts are, the music industry contributes a large proportion of income to this country. It is time for it to stop being ignored and recognised as a major playing contributor in bringing money in. Uh, it needs support, and I don't know how we do it, but you guys in Parliament, you guys, but you politicians, have supposedly been very well-educated. You've all done really well, supposedly, in your, in your top-notch universities that people have paid for. Um, you have got the answers, supposedly. Um you know, the, the the grassroots music venues haven't really got the answer anymore. What they do, they keep struggling on trying to sell merchandise, whether that be, the you know, the the venue with their name on it. You know, Crawford Lambs, they sell a few more T-shirts. They make, if they're lucky, £20. You know, that keeps them afloat for probably 30 more minutes than it did an hour ago. So it's time. It's, it's a rallying cry, you know. And, guys, I'm gonna, let's make no mistake about it. I know at the moment pubs are going to reopen on the 4th of... Is it the 3rd of July or 4th of July? I don't know. And I appreciate some of us are not going to go um, because there's still a pandemic. But when the time comes and it's deemed and we can all see or majority of us can see it's safe and music events are back on, please go out there and support the local music scene. I can't urge you enough. There are so many top class bands and cover bands and musicians and art solo artists and different genres of artists in general that play local music venues that are really, really good. Go out there and support it. Um, I can't urge you enough. And then I guess to the the, the bigger guys, um, I don't want to sound too personal here. I'm not trying to attack you. One thing I don't think has helped, if I'm being completely honest with you, I know you, the music industry is a complex industry, and when you come to booking major festivals, it's probably easier said than done. But let's try and liven up that a little bit more. Let's try and entice entice people give that hunger back for people to want to come through the doors because 
let's be honest, not all music rent, um, festivals ha- have been particularly great in terms of their lineup over the years. It's kind of been playing on the fact that people love that festival. They, they, you know, they've got a, uh, shall we say, a historic love of it, uh, a nostalgia, an attachment, and they're just going to come back through the door. You know, it doesn't matter what the lineup is, they'll still come. I'm not saying that, that you're at fault. I'm not saying that is the reason why we're struggling, but I think everybody needs to look at themselves and think, what can we do better? You know, admittedly, the government needs to help. They need to stand up. I don't disagree. But it's easy sometimes to pass the blame on someone else and not look at yourself. What could you have done better? What can you do better? So this is kind of a rally cry for everyone. It's time to step up. It's time to look at ourselves. What can we do better? Guys, when music events are back on, go out there and support it, please, for crying out loud. I can't stress that enough. Um, Guys, I'm sorry for waffling on a bit. This is something that came up earlier today. I was looking through my Facebook during working from home today and I saw it and I was like, bloody hell, I didn't realise this was happening. And I I honestly care about music, like many of you do. I care about the local scene. I care about the the bigger picture. I care about the, the bands that struggle to make ends meet that are really good. I want to see, you know, the bottom line is 2020 music's written off. You know, that's that's a fact, unfortunately, unless something, a miracle happens. But 2021, I want to see music thriving again. You know, whether that's from out music sales, festival sales, concert sales, I want to see it thriving. I want to see people going. I want to see people enjoying themselves. I want to see great gigs. I want those memories. Um, you know, my me and my mates going to gigs and having a laugh, showing the point, falling over. You know, the whole lot, I want all of that back. And I'm sure many of you do. So the only way this is going to happen is it's time to put pressure on the government. It's time for them to stand up and be counted. That is my message. Guys, thank you very much for tuning in and checking out the episode of Means the Absolute World. Until next time, stay safe. Bye-bye.